the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Pastor John Allworth. Compulsive behaviors and addictions are rampant in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth and Tony B. starts now. They'll take your calls and share how the healing power of a personal relationship with Christ saved them and can do the same for you or your loved ones. God wants you to walk into the light. Recovery Radio Houston is live. Good evening, Southeast Texas. This is Pastor John Allworth coming to you from Recovery Radio Houston. You know, God wants you to know that no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter where you find yourself tonight, he loves you, he has forgiven you, his grace is sufficient for you, and he has a mighty purpose, a mighty purpose for everyone out there, a mighty purpose for your life. If you or someone you care about is suffering under the bondage of addiction, please join us on a journey of spiritual awakening. Nothing better. Good evening, Tony. How are you? How you doing, Pastor John? It's a beautiful Saturday night. Yeah, well, aren't we blessed to be here talking to, Absolutely. to the people out there? You know, because we're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's what transformed our lives. and uh, Almost instantaneously, but not to our knowledge until a little later. Yeah, that's right. That's it right. was a delayed reaction in our brains, but he, he was working on us from the moment we asked. You know, I, I want people to be out there to understand that it does take work. You know, there's a saying in recovery that um, without God, I can't. But without me, God won't. So, right. you know, we're here to try to help people uh, find that path to recovery because it'll change your life. So let's pray. Uh, Father, we come to you tonight with a spirit of hope and with great humility. Yes. Uh, we thank you for your grace, your forgiveness, and the strength you provide to those who seek you. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your transformative power. There is indeed power in the name of Jesus. Yes. Father, we ask that, that you... Have people tune in that need help or that need to help others. And we ask that you open their minds and, and soften their hearts. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, Tony, last week we went through the first two steps, and we stuck our toe in the water a little bit on the third step. So tonight we're going to take some calls. We're going to visit a little bit about the difference between so-called secular recovery and faith-based recovery. And we're going to continue our discussion on the biblical basis for the 12 steps. All righty. So let's give out the phone number. The phone number to call us if you want to join us here on Recovery Radio Houston. You know, you can call in. You, you can ask for prayer. You can ask for advice. 
You don't have to give us your name if you want to remain anonymous. Uh, there's a lot of anonymity in recovery. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, but we just want to we want to help you because ultimately it's not us that helps you. No, no. We want we want to steer you to one that can break every any chain, and that's our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So, we are merely the vessel. That's exactly right. And we you know we're just trying to be obedient, so we can help some folks just like we were helped. Yeah. At one point, yeah. So our number is 1-800-808-5548. That's 1-800-808-5548. If you're on Facebook, uh, you can follow us live. Uh, we're streaming live on Facebook, and our number's on our little poster that we put up behind. Um, there's also a, uh email address that's recoveryradiohouston at outlook.com, recoveryradiohouston at outlook.com. And we've got a free recovery resource guide that we'd love to send you. You can also message us on Facebook, and some people have been doing that. I, yes. I was really pleased to see that and and asking questions and wanting to participate in the show. So, again, the number is 1-800-808-5548, 1-800-808-5548. You know, we also want to talk to you tonight, if you're struggling, about some practical steps about beginning a journey to sobriety. So if you're struggling or if you know someone that needs help, uh, we'd like to help you. So please call us, 1-800-808-5548. Tony, let's start off. uh, First of all, what's the difference between secular and faith-based recovery, or is there a difference? Well, it's kind of like a a rocket ship. It, it, It comes in stages, at least it did for me, to where when I was introduced into secular recovery, they talk about that basic conception is God is, is good enough to start. Uh, I think one of the things that if you don't have good sponsorship, you get stuck in is that, well, okay, I can make up my own God. My yeah. basic conception mm-hmm. is, you know, Bad. God's okay if I do this and I just won't do that. Or, you know, you make up your own conditions. But the truth of the matter is you get a basic introduction into spirituality by having it. It's acceptable when you walk into secular recovery to have whatever conception you have when you walk in. But hopefully by working the steps, that'll develop your relationship and that'll enhance your spirituality. That's good what you just said about developing. Because I've seen so many people come into recovery that didn't have any spiritual life at all. And as they began to work these steps, these 12 steps are magical. That was me. Yeah. As they began to work these steps, they found God. You know what my idea was of God? You stay up there, I'll stay down here. You leave me alone, I'll leave you alone, and we'll just be just fine. A lot of people have that. I'm yeah. a good person. I'm not trying to hurt oh, anybody. Yeah. We're good being the big man, you know. Mm-hmm. But they're missing out. Uh, they really are. I, I like to describe the difference between going from just secular recovery into faith-based recovery mm-hmm. as as getting a supernatural, supercharged recovery. Yeah, and when, a lot of people, uh, like myself, when you come in and maybe – like I said last week, I was given a lot of religion. Yeah. I was given a lot of, uh, what's the word? I was, I was given a lot of rules. I was given a lot of guidelines and, you know, don't do this or you're going to hell for that and blah, blah, blah. Where when you get exposed to the true spirituality of a relationship with Jesus, he loves you no matter what. He's forgiven you immediately once you've done wrong. And the only person that doesn't realize that is you. So, <laughs> and by by enhancing your relationship with him by learning, by getting into the word, and the steps are word derivative. Um, and once you have that, I was very, very blessed to have a sponsor that was a very devout Christian, and he made it his life's work to take people that were godless 
and offer them the chance to know God. You say the word. There are people out there that don't understand. The word is God's word. It's the Bible. The Bible. The Bible. And, you know, uh, there are so many people out there that perhaps like you and I were at one, they're so stuck in shame and guilt. Mm-hmm. And and they think, you know, I've, I'm too far gone. I've done too much. But, you know, the Bible tells us, for example, in, in the story of the prodigal son, that God is always there waiting for us. Yeah. You know, we talked just a little minute ago before the show started about the thief on the cross yeah. who said, I believe. Best to, example. Yeah. And, and, and Jesus told him, well, brother, I'll see you in paradise later yeah. today. So it's never too late with God. I don't care what you've done. God uses, you know, Paul was a persecutor of Christians. He killed Christians. He persecuted them. Moses was a murderer. God can change and transform anybody. And, you know, we had our first church service at, at New oh, Covenant wow. Church, Greater Heights. Wasn't that awesome? Well, and, and we were so blessed. Uh, my wife and Tara Beasley did such a wonderful job organizing everything. Then Jason Beasley did an incredible job with he the— He just with blew the, the roof off he, of his voice. It was awesome. Yeah, and we, we welcomed in the Holy Spirit. And then uh, my message, in fact, was on— on um, uh, a transformative relationship with Jesus Christ, it, it was on the road, road to Damascus. The road to Damascus, <laughs> and a uh, what happens when you, when you begin a relationship with Jesus Christ? So it was truly a blessing. If you'd like to join us at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, we're a brand new church. And our subtitle, you know how books have subtitles, our subtitle might be Recovery Church, because everybody out there is recovering from I love something. that. Yeah, everybody out there is recovering. And we want to love you. We want to, you know, it's just like when you and I walked into church. You know, we were so lucky, our pastor mm. and all the people in our church, their, our men's group has been so, op- you know, just open to us and non-judgmental. And, and, and even before that, I always thought if I walked into a church like ours, that I'd burn up and evaporate into steam. <laughs> That I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. A, but um, the minute I walked in, and I had been to some evangelical churches when I first moved here to Texas, and I was just so like, wow, this is really too much for me. You know, I haven't been raised a Catholic. It was just like, well, my dad would kill me if I was in here right now. But when I, there was something about our church that the presence of the Lord was there, and there was no question about it. And even though I had never felt it that way before i knew that i was home yeah well, i we, knew i was home the minute i walked in the when door. you turn that corner and you begin to feel the all-encompassing because you know our church we, we love on each other and everybody loves each other but that's nothing compared to the way god loves you it's just a mere sampling <laughs> yeah it really is <laughs> and and you feel that love and so our, our church is our home church is new covenant church um at 901 wilson road in humble we'd we'd love for you to come out and and join us for a service. We have services at 9 and 11 on Sundays, and we have services on Wednesday nights. And then the new church, which I'm just honored and humbled to be the senior pastor at, is New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, and, and that's at 240 West 18th Street. We have services on Sunday evening. So if you'd like to come check us out, we'd love to have you. So let's 6 o'clock. Back. 6 o'clock, 6 p.m. Thank you for t- reminding me. Um, okay, so, you know, our position, Tony, is... We have a ministry, and it's called Break Every Chain, and it meets on Friday nights at 645 at 901 Wilson Road. And what we see ourselves is, one, being obedient to God, and two, is being a bridge between the secular community, recovery community, and into faith-based recovery. To offer exactly what was given to us. Amen. And we, uh, and, and we believe that the 12 steps are biblically inspired. 
inspired, divinely inspired. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight. And if you want to call us and join us, please call us at 1-800-808-5548. If you've got a question about recovery, about the 12 steps, if you want to share a testimony with us, if you want us to pray for somebody, somebody that's struggling with addiction or somebody that's in prison because of addiction, you know, prison and homelessness and addiction go hand in hand. That so many of our people that are in prisons are there because they got wrapped up in addiction, and, and when you're in addiction, you're lost, and and you, you become somebody else. Really, you do things that really aren't you. And what you learn is from Proverbs three five through six: Trust the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. So once you give up on that old life, and you turn towards Him, the work is really on His shoulders. All you have to do is follow and obey. Amen. That's right. That's exactly right. It's uh, it's amazing that transformation. Again, call us at one eight hundred eight zero eight five five four eight. We'd love to pray for you on air. We'd love to visit with you. We'd love to try to help you. We'd love to to share our strength, hope, and experience. So you know, a lot of people in, that don't understand that, uh, in, in the, even in the Christian world, don't understand the twelve steps. They think, oh, that's uh, those people in AA, and and they don't really care about God. But that's that's not true. The, we're going to briefly go through the origin of the twelve steps and and refresh our our discussion of steps one and two. The twelve steps was started. It grew out of the Oxford Group, which was a distinctly Christian organization. Very. And, and you know, they thought about calling it the James Group. That, yeah, because of the Book, the of, book James. of James. Yeah. is like a recovery book. Exactly. And the Book of James, along with, with the Book of Romans. That'd read be a great like episode recovery. one night to just read the Book of James. It's short enough. Well, we, we, can we, go should, through it. we should do that. Confess your Maybe sins. Maybe I shouldn't be talking about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> James 5.16, confess your sins so you may be healed. It's part of, it's part of the steps. But So anyway, they, they, they just took these principles that they developed from this Christian group and began turning them into the steps. Mm-hmm. And so step one is we admitted that we were powerless over alcohol, drugs, whatever has you in bondage, and that our lives had become unmanageable. You know, if you can't get past that first step, you can't recover. And I hate to hear that word, uh, my life was unmanageable. Because, you know, we're taught in our society that we're supposed to be in control. We're supposed to have it together. We're supposed to solve all our problems. Be a self-made man. And it's very difficult that pride... That pride gets us in gets in the way. It's it's really something that keeps us from keeps us from what the life that God wants for us. So you know, and it also people, and I, you know, I'm a man, so I can speak from a man's perspective, and I'm sure it's true with women too. But but we're gonna we think that we're gonna be less of a man if we admit that we need help. Well, that's pride. Yes, is that dirty word? Yes. Um, that you. What's the word? The fear of failure. The fear of failure leads to the hurting of the pride, which leads to anger, which leads to destruction. Because God, you know, although in the Bible God got angry, I think he wants us to love him so much, depend on him so that we don't have to get angry. Even though it's a valid emotion, you can feel it, but then you can just give it to him. Yeah, we should take everything to the cross. So the Bible tells us, you mentioned the book of Proverbs earlier, it tells us in Proverbs sixteen eighteen. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. You know, that's that's certainly what I experienced. And so I, I was, I you know, had a successful career and, and you know, I, I was prideful. And I had to lose that. And the real strength comes when you begin to seek help. It really does. And, and the reaction that you get 
is completely the opposite of what you think. You think that people are going to judge you, that they're going to think that you're weak, that they're going to, uh, you know, look down on you. But they actually see the exact opposite. They look up because they they already know you have a problem. Yeah. And it's pretty obvious. And when you begin to seek help, they encourage you. They love on you. It's, you really see the love of God in people when you begin to seek help. And the hardest part about the first step is, like you were alluding to before, where people can't get, they get stuck with that unmanageability part. You have to remember also that the addiction, no matter what it is, that is our way of manageability. And unfortunately, with most chemicals and with alcohol, it gets to the point to where that doesn't work for you anymore. No, it doesn't. And your life starts to fall apart. And I always kind of, um, um, what's the word? I always kind of put it together with this kind of analogy to where, you know, I like jumping out of airplanes and I have this parachute that's supposed to break my fall, like make it, but I love the speed of the falling and I love the adrenaline rush that I just don't pull my parachute and I hit the ground and I'm all jacked up but then i stand up and i say you know what i want to do that again because that was a lot of fun i'm just going to figure out how to do it without crashing but meanwhile i got the parachute on my back and i never pull that string that's the disease yeah. that, that's where the mind just can't get past that point to where you know this is where i should stop most people the book said the big book says drink alcohol for the effect right obviously right but the true alcoholic can't stop once he starts. Yeah, one's too many and the thousand's the not thousand's enough. The thousand's not enough. And that's that emptiness that we chase in addiction. And then there's a shame, guilt, and remorse when you wake up the next morning and you realize all you did. Yeah. And But you still, I say, I can do it all without the bad stuff because I, I, I need that. I need that high. I need that fix. I need that satisfaction. I need that manageability. Well, the Bible tells us in Romans six sixteen. it says, don't you realize that you become a slave to whatever you choose to obey? And in addiction, we do that. And we chase that emptiness, and we never get there. But there is the fulfillment when you then you come to believe that a power, Jesus Christ, greater than ourselves, can restore us to sanity. Because no matter where you're at, there is somebody out there. I guarantee you, in our ministry, Break Every Chain, we have seen people that were heroin addicts. We've seen people that were speed addicts. We've seen people that were sex addicts. Any kind of addiction that you can think of, and we've seen them delivered. There is a power, Jesus Christ, that can restore you to sanity. We've even seen people in uh, dysfunctional, unhealthy relationships that were addicted to uh, codependency that uh, one brother I'm not going to say his name of course one brother sticks out in my mind to where he was so strapped down by the weight of his marriage that it was really bad for him I mean people think well yeah I have to do anything and I have to stick through and you know uh, for better for worse for sickness and health but that doesn't mean you have to be the victim of abuse well, that's true. in a relationship and while God hates divorce there is that line that you cross with the sexual immorality to where it's like, you know, that we, we've got to do something here. And this guy did it because he de- developed that relationship and he worked the program and then he was able to face his problems. Yeah. So it doesn't, it's not just about drugs and alcohol break every chain. It's also about any kind of life issue. Any kind of stronghold. You know, people are addicted, as our intro says, to all kinds of things. If you'd like to talk to us about someone in your life that is addicted Someone that needs help, please call us at 1-800-808-5548, 1-800-808-5548. You're listening to Recovery Radio Houston, and we're talking about the biblical basis of the 12 steps right now. And, you know, in step two, 
uh, we come to believe that a power, Jesus Christ, greater than ourselves can restore us to a sanity. You know, in Romans, Paul asked the question in Romans seven twenty four. He said, who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? And the answer is Jesus Christ. And there's, there's absolutely no question about it. Uh, he, you know, for our God, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. So let's go move on to, to step three, where we kind of ended up last time. And step three is really crucial. You know, these first three, the, the, to me, the, the, the foundation of a recovery. You know, that's that's where you've got to start. What's, what's your, your, I call it Tony's Tango. The Tony Tango? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had time to adapt to that. He hit me with that right before the show. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, Tony's Tango. The first three steps. First, you admit yes. that you're powerless. Yes. You submit to the power greater than yourself. You, you, you realize that there is the possibility that there is a power greater than me, being God, right. that can restore me to sanity. So then I submit to him. Now, once that, like the tra- traditions say in secular recovery, once we start to feel the power of step two, in other words, even before I commit my life to Christ, because I'm giving it a chance and understanding the idea that he could work for me, and I'm starting to see the results of that, now I see that, okay, now I submit. I submit, and I put all the chips in the middle. I turn my life over to him. All my problems, all my worries, everything, my finances, everything is in the power in, in God's hand right now. So you admit, you submit, and then you commit. One, two, and three. One, two, three. And step three is we made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God. And that is, you know, that is is so critical. You know, you can look. That's basically the Christian walk is Surrender. Surrender to God. Turn your, you know, we've got a brother uh, who had his 80th birthday. Shout out to, to, to Brother Jerry, 80th birthday yesterday. Jerry B. And he prays about everything that he does. He seeks God will, God's will. He's a wonderful, he's one of the elders in our church. Mm. He's a wonderful man. And, it, you know, from the, when he gets up in the morning to what shirt he puts on. You know, we've, we've got a call on line one, and it's from Jason. Hello. Jason, how are hey. you? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Doing great. What can we help you with tonight? So, uh, you know, I know you guys deal with a lot with addiction. You guys have dealt with, uh, you know, just, just um, you know, people just from all walks of life. So my question is, I have a friend of mine that I've known for a really long time, and he's been deep in alcohol addiction for for quite a long while, and uh, to the point where he's lost pretty much his marriage, his job, his, you know, everything. You know, he's pretty much at the rock bottom, and he knows the Lord. You know, he's been involved with churches heavily. You know, he's, uh, you know, he, he's a he's a seasoned guy as far as you know. He knows the word, but he just can't he can't break it. He can't, uh, you know. He's been to meetings. He's been to prayer meetings. You know. Uh, so I guess my question is, you know. Where's the boundary with, you know, when you're trying to counsel somebody through something like that and you're trying to, you know, basically be a good friend, you're trying to be be there for them, but at the same time it almost becomes a dependency on you, you know, that and, and they're not getting any better. They're not, you know, they're not seeking any help other than, you know, calling you, which is fine, is great, but, you know, it, at some point you're not helping them. You know, they need something else. They need, they need to go somewhere else. They need to... 
you know, because you know, it's like the advice I give him, the things I tell him, you know, it all sounds good, and, and he, uh, he'll take the advice, he'll listen to the advice, but then he doesn't do it, it doesn't change, and it just gets worse, and, and then I almost just, almost feel like I'm just enabling him at this point, you know, by you know, by just being a. There's a key word. You know, you know, yeah. just and just by just by you know a place where he can call and just kind of you know boohoo and boohoo and you know woe is me, and like I said, nothing ever changes. So I'm kind of trying to find that balance between just being a good friend and being there for him, but then also just you know being somewhere he can just gripe and moan about you know the situation too. So, well, brother, you you uh, Jason, you bring up a a, a fascinating and a, and a critical point in the recovery process because you talk about the difference between loving on someone and helping them and enabling them and Mm -hmm. you know we're going to start with prayer because god knows who this person is father god we come to you tonight and uh, we lift up jason's friend you know who he is you know where he is you know what he's struggling with father and we just ask that you touch his heart because father he he just uh he hasn't accepted uh, you completely. He hasn't accepted his situation. He hasn't accepted these first three steps that we're, we're talking about. He hasn't accepted his powerlessness, and he hasn't surrendered his life fully to you. Father, we ask that wherever he is, you touch his heart and his mind, and that he surrender to you, Father. Not just partially. Half measures avail us nothing. P- completely surrender to you. Now, J- in, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, now Jason... Um, you, you got to be careful there. You, that's that's a that's a that's a that's a tough line, you know. And people that when I was struggling with addiction, you know, they tried to help me, but sometimes they did it in a way that it enabled me. And sometimes you just got to you got to let go, and you've got to let people. You know, there's an saying in 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 recovery about hitting bottom. You know, we can't keep bailing people out. We they've got to realize the consequences of their action. You know, you can keep praying on them for them. You can keep loving on them, but but you can't bail them out. They've got to they've got to recognize what it's doing to them, and you just got to keep praying that the, that they they realize ultimately um, what's going on. Tony, I know you wanted to add something here. Yeah, um, if I could just ask you a question, from what you know, how far has he fallen? What's the worst he's experienced? No, he's he's been picked up. He's been to jail. He's been in rehab. He's been. Uh, you name it, he's been there multiple times, and uh, you know every time he comes out, it's okay. That was it. I'm done. That's the last time. And uh, you know, and then he's right back in it. You know, you know, days or weeks after, it's just right. it's, it's got a complete hold on him, 100. percent And I know that. And like, you know, um, like I said, I guess what my question is, you know, I'm I'm trying to, other than just being there for him, praying for him, you know, you know, being a friend to him, like. What else can I do or suggest, or is there some, I mean, I know, of course, you guys have break every chain, but I mean, you know, uh, you know, what other avenues can I point him towards? Because, you know, just talking to me well, obviously isn't, isn't doing him any good. Right. So. And you got to remember a couple things from the secular side, right? From the secular side, what I would say, especially to an alcoholic, is, you know, first of all, the money, if there's money involved, that's got to stop. If there's continuous bailing out of jail, that may have to stop. Consequences yeah. make you willing. Uh, right. And, and, but at the same time, we have to remember what John, uh, in the Bible, what John says about how love is patient, love is kind. So you can, I hate those, I hate the word tough love. I hate it because I don't think love is tough at all. I think love is the, the never ending, uh, resource of, of kindness and, and whatnot. But at the same time, we can love on people 
but still allow them to face their consequences. You know, I had a son. I have a son that I had to let sit in jail, mm. and that was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life was to hang up the phone after I told him, "No, I'm not coming to get you." And you know, maybe it's because he was young, but it worked. Yeah, <laughs> and and there's the fear too. Remember, the enemy is going to try and bind you in fear. There's the fear yeah. of like, well, if I don't help this guy, he's going to get hurt or he's going to whatever. That that is a lie from the depths of hell because God is always going to be with him, and you can always pray for him. Jason, let me tell you something else too. Um, you know, one of the problems we have with the insurance companies is they want to restrict these things to 28 days. They want to restrict them to 14 days. I have a really good friend of mine, a dear brother. And he never got it until he went away for six months. And right. we, we've got to get away. We've got to get our mind clear. We've got to get away from the enemy. We've got to get uh, get away. And, you know, faith-based, there's a lot of faith-based programs out there that are longer than, you know, for example, the Open Door Mission here in right. in, in uh, Houston takes people in for seven months because they find that that's with some people. You know, they don't get immediate delivery, deliverance by Jesus. They, they need that, that longer time. They need, they need the time to, to get away and to, to really experience. So I would recommend the Open Door Mission, and I will give you the, uh, the information uh, from that. If you, if you give uh, our call when we go screener. To break. When we go to break, he can get it. Yeah, when we give our call screener the number, and, and, and yeah. we'll give her your number, and I'll give you the number of the Open Door Mission, I highly recommend that. We've got a call online. But we're going to ask Bob to hold uh, through our break. And we've got a – I want to cover something when we go. Jason, thank you so much for calling. We really appreciate it. That's a wonderful question. God bless you, brother. God bless you, God bless you. Listen, um, we've got a sponsor this week. We've got a sponsor, the Kerrigan Law Group. Uh, Mark Kerrigan is a lawyer that I've known some people may not know out there, but I'm a lawyer, too, as well as a pastor. And uh, I know this man, and he is a spiritual man. And, uh, you know, people he helps people that have been involved in serious accidents. He doesn't have a hammer. He doesn't, uh, you know, do these crazy things, doesn't chase ambulances. He's a good lawyer that's gotten wonderful results for people. You can reach him at 713-868-5581, extension 215, or his legal assistant, Maria, at 203 713 Six eight five five eight one extension two one five or two one three, and I'll announce it again after the break. Mark Kerrigan, the Kerrigan Law Group. All right, it's been an action-packed half hour. We got Bob holding on on line two when we come back from break. This is Recovery Radio Houston.
This is uh, John Allworth here at Recovery Radio Houston, and we've been discussing the 12 steps and the faith-based recovery, the biblical basis for those. We've got two calls holding. We're going to take uh, Bob's call first, and then we've got uh, Tommy Thompson from Open Door. Can't wait to have him on the air. But Bob. Bob yes, sir. How are you, Bob? How are you doing, Pastor Allworth? Uh, I'm fine, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. I kind of called, I tried to call about um, the games people play in addiction. Like, oh, it's just so hard to explain. I seem to be addicted to love, and I have questions about that. Is the addiction to love itself, or is it a familiarity or an obsession with the person? And I don't know how to distinguish from it and what I should do about it, because she plainly shows that she she has no care for me, but yet I, I keep falling head over heels and just upset about everything because I'm not with my wife. And I really... I, I don't know if it's love or obsession. I don't really don't know how to explain it, sir. Well, well, Bob, uh, you know, I this is a common phenomenon, and we see it in the recovery community. Uh, you're what's called a co-addict, and and yeah, yeah, and you are you're addicted to this, and and you're reliant on this person. And there's another word for it, and I'm having a senior. You're moment. relying on somebody else for your self worth. Yeah, you are, and, yeah. and yeah. particularly when you know you've got you've got to step back. You know, the thing to do is go into prayer, Bob, and pray. I'll and, pray just where I have prayed, and then get in a good support group like a Break Every Chain or some other. And I have been there a few times, and that's a wonderful place. And uh, I've missed the last couple of weeks, but I, I I'm planning on coming back ASAP. We'll come back to us, Bob. But but you know the thing to do. One of the things we do in, in Break Every Chain is we have uh, after we have a biblical message and we praise and worship then we break into men's and women's groups and you know we can you know iron sharpens iron as one person sharpens another and and we can fellowship and we can help each other and and you know when you get things out in the open you put them in the light then that starts to change things you know because when we keep things inside us you know our our brothers can help us they really can and and you know come back bob and we'd we'd love to discuss this we gotta remember too bob that you know instead of chasing people when we chase mm-hmm. when we chase Jesus his love fills us with a love that we never experienced before and that's the primary love you have to have in your life and that way he can give you what nobody else can and you'll stop chasing those other people you know that's great yes. Tony, I truly because... feel like I have been filling up with the love of Jesus it's something I've lacked my whole life but I feel like I'm I feel it, you know, and it's coming into me. You just need to but keep investigating uh, it, Bob. You have to keep investigating I, it. And you have to keep chasing it. Well, you know, Bob. I'm steadily looking for it. You, and any word and knowledge and, and, and just any part I can hear about it, I'm tuned in like I'm riveted. Well, I want to listen. Well, Bob, what, what you got to do is you got to put him number one. Even exactly. Even uh, those of us who have a wonderful marriage, Christ is still at the center. And he's got to be our first love. And and when when that happens, when you put him in the proper place, then then things start to fall into place. But come back to see us at Break Every Chain, Bob, and 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 we'd love to counsel you. We'd love to love on you, and, and you can work through this. God's got it, man. God's got it. I can definitely use some of y'all's loving again. That's for dang sure. All right, buddy. All well, right, we'll see you Friday Thank night. You Thanks for calling. Thank you for calling. Love your radio program. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. you, sir. Appreciate it. All right, on line one, we have Tommy Thompson. Tommy, how are you this evening? I'm great. How are you, John and Tony? Hey, Tommy. Nice to meet you, finally. 
Well, Tommy, you know, you know, I've been, you know, I even mentioned you in my first sermon at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. I mentioned the Open Door Mission anyway. And, you know, we're going to have you on here to interview you next week, and we're excited about that. But I take it one of the callers sparked something to, that you wanted to talk to us about tonight. Well, yeah. So, you know, you started out with uh, the three steps, and I just wanted to share with you that I've just gotten home from the mission. Uh, this weekend is our four-step retreat that we do three times a year. So fourth step is, uh, you know, doing your personal, moral, fearless, inventory. moral inventory. <laughs> and uh, so the men uh, spent the uh, uh, last evening, last night, and all day today working on their fourth step. And, uh, That's awesome. Yeah, one of the hardest of all the, the steps. Uh, I always consider it the hardest of the steps. It really is because it makes you take a hard look inside. And, you know, that's when then the process begins where, where Jesus can begin to change you. Hey, Tommy, tell us just a little bit about, give us a little overview of the Open Door Mission while we got you on the, I, I got to tell folks out there that are listening, this uh, mission and, and what Tommy and the work they do, and he's got wonderful people over there, this has really struck my heart because they are changing men's lives. And, and that's, that's, that's our mission here at this radio station. So, Tommy, give us an overview of the mission, please. Yeah, well, our mission statement is we're a faith and evidence-based uh, program and facility dedicated to transforming the lives of the most severely addicted, destitute, homeless, and disabled men in the community. And so it's all men. Uh, the program is uh, it's at least seven months long. It depends. On, it's done by progress, not by time. Amen. So uh, the evidence-based part of the program, we use uh, SMART Recovery, which is self-motivation and recovery training, is what SMART stands for. And um, it represents about a third of the program, and spiritual part is about a third of the program, and the other third is divided between uh, fitness, nutrition, academic uh, because you know we we're trying to get uh, everybody back uh, into the work uh, the workforce. That's amazing. That's so, awesome, man. Yeah. So their men are considered to be homeless when they come in uh, because they probably don't have a place to go if they uh, if the, if we were if they were told to leave the mission and uh, they've been brought to us by mothers, wives, siblings sons and daughters, you know, any way they can get there. And uh, other times they just get there on their own. We have a man that just came into the program from Detroit, uh, found us on the Internet. We have men from New York. Uh, you know, it's just uh, they come from all over the the, uh, the country. And it's, um, you know, it's a very, very rigorous program. They get up at 530 in the morning and they go to bed at uh, lights out at 930. How do they start so, the day, Tommy? If they start the day, yeah, so 5.30, they get up at 6 o'clock. They're in uh, the chapel for devotion time for 45 minutes and then followed by breakfast. That is just amazing. I it's, wish I had gone through a rehab like that. And, <laughs> it, you know, it, well, it's not just a rehab. It's a transformative deal. Yeah. You guys even provide medical care, don't you, when the, when the men are there? Yeah, so we have uh, Harris County has a, a clinic on on property, so we have a nurse practitioner, medical assistant, wow. and uh, so they get that they're there five days a week. Now, one thing I, I will mention is that with this um, uh, coronavirus, uh, we're not taking intakes 
until they set up their triage tent. So they've given us that instruction on Friday that um, uh, they don't want us taking anybody in until they've been, uh, uh, you know, tested. tested. Yeah. So, uh, and I don't know exactly when that's going to happen. So that that's one of the problems um, at the, uh, with this going on. But you know, when you have a hundred men on campus. Yeah, you you have to be very cautious uh, with everybody. Well, your number one you know responsibility has got to be to those people that are there and their safety. And I know you guys take care of them. I've toured the campus many times, and and I I just I, I'm just in love with what you guys are doing. It's 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 what the Lord wants us to do. And you 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 place many of them in jobs when they when they finish the program, don't you? Yeah, we about eighty right now. We have eighty two percent of the men that have graduated in the last. Uh, within 30 days, they're employed, and we have a relationship with the Marriott Hotel downtown. Uh, they love our guys. Uh, you know, they know what they're getting when they go through the program, and uh, you have to go through the whole program and graduate in order to be put into our career guidance program. That's and, awesome. That's incredible. Tommy, one last thing. We uh, Tell us what your number one principle is. Uh, hey, it's Jesus Christ. It's, um, you know, it's, it's all based on him. Uh, you know, you dropped a guy off there uh, last week or two weeks ago, and he told me tonight uh, when I was leaving, I said, I'm going to be calling into John. And he said, make sure you say hi to him. But uh, he said that uh, this program has just made all the difference in the world to him. That's awesome, man. Tommy, you guys are great. We we, we love you, and we're going to keep promoting you on here because, uh, you know, th- this is what our city needs. You know, we've got a we've got a homeless population, but there's an answer, yeah. and that answer is Jesus Christ, Absolutely. and we've got a place here. You know, Tommy, you don't take any government assistance, do you? Correct. Even though we work with the uh, Star Drug Court, uh, they used to, we have a contract with them. And I told them, I said, hey, don't pay me. Because it's ridiculous what the paperwork that they require. I said, just send me your men. We'll take care of them. You see those people every week in front of the judge. You pay attention to what you see instead of what the paperwork that I send you that you never read. And they say, yeah, you're right. Um, but, you know, that's government funding. And so I say, just don't pay us. Just send us the men. So if you're out there and you want to you want to help transform lives, you want to do what Christ called us to do, you want to help in that process, you know, I really would urge people to contribute to the Open Door Mission because they are transforming lives. Tommy, thank you for calling in uh, tonight. Uh, you know, I, I just love you, and I'll see you. I'll see you this week on Thursday. And, uh, you know, I, I just love the partnership we're in and, and God bless you, my friend. Let people know that Lunch with the Mission is Thursday. They're invited. All right. So, yeah, the mission is – give us your address, Tommy. 5803 Harrisburg. It's just two miles east of Minute Maid Park. Yeah, at uh, 12 o'clock on the second Thursday of every month, Tommy has an open lunch. If you want to learn more about the program, you want to join us, there's a lot of people in the recovery community. It's great. It's a good place to network. It's a good place to help people. Tommy, thank you so much for calling. Tommy, you got a couple big crowns for you in heaven when you get there, buddy. This is awesome stuff. (laughs) I'm looking forward to that, too. (laughs) Amen. We'll see you there, buddy. Brother, uh, love you, Tommy. Thanks for calling. Good night. Okay, on line three, we've had a call holding for some time. It's somebody that's calling in anonymous. Uh, can, can, let's see, how, how can we help you? This is Pastor John Allworth. Hello, sir. Um, uh, thank you for taking my call, number one. And I, I, I've never heard y'all before, but what I've heard, I appreciate what y'all are doing. 
Thank you, sir. Um, I, I'm struggling right now. Um, I know I, I I know my faith, and I know what I believe. I'm being convicted. Um, man, this is this is tough. Um, I'm I'm been labeled, and I believe what they say, a functioning alcoholic. I I go to work every day, but I drink every day. I get up and I go back to work. And I'm being convicted for more than my drinking um, to do more in God's work. I know I can't do that until I handle the alcohol. I pray about it, and I keep fighting it. I've been fighting this conviction for 37 years. Wow. Um, not the alcohol, the conviction of God's calling. The alcohol's more recent in the last five years. Well, it sounds like you're pretty much uh, aware of the problem. I'm very aware of my problem. So it, it looks like uh, the full admittance, then submittance, and then committing is the, is the order here. I know it sounds like a real tall order. But it's a matter of uh, the willingness. Well, let me ask you this. Are you involved in AA or are you involved in a faith-based recovery program? Because, brother, I can tell you, you know, you can be convicted, but you can't do it by yourself. You've either got to go, go to rehab or start going to uh, AA meetings and, and get involved in faith-based recovery and really immerse yourself in it because you can't do it alone. So are you doing any of those things? No, sir, and I, I've turned to God on that because I knew I couldn't do it alone. And then there comes a problem. I'm fighting it. Well, I want you to do something for me, okay? I want you yes, to go, go on your smartphone and look up the app Meeting Finder. And what it'll do is once you act, if, you're, if your GPS is on your phone, it'll give you meetings in your area, wherever you're at, wherever you're at in the world, okay? And find a meeting and walk through the doors and sit down and listen. And that's when it begins. You have to be willing to be able to sit and listen in the meeting, and you'll hear your story, and hopefully you'll be offered a solution. If you keep coming back, it'll slowly work. Well, you know, Jesus will deliver you from this. There's no question about it. Absolutely. But but we've got to walk this walk. You know, he put us on this earth to help each other. Iron sharpens iron as one person sharpens another. And there is a fellowship that comes in the community of recovery. Yes. Just It's just like going to church. I mean, you don't have church by yourself. You go to a church and you, and you worship with other people. And that's what God wants for us. And so you're going to hear your own story, as Tony just said, and you're going to draw strength from your brothers and sisters right. that are involved in the program and you're going to work together because it's just impossible to do by yourself you know and i i don't know what your work situation is but if you can swing it i don't you if you've got a good job you've got insurance i would strongly recommend going away for 30 days yeah. and 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 getting into a recovery into a rehab because you've got to get away you've got to give yourself the opportunity you know uh the uh the the problem is, is that we get wrapped up in the day-to-day bustle of life, yep. and you know it's just too hard. And then we think we have to have whatever. In, in your case, I think it's alcohol. And also, there's the fear of losing things. Sure. And but when we give ourselves up to uh, the fact that we're powerless over our problem, then there's just a good chance that God's going to take the things away from you that you don't need and he'll replace them with things that you do. Brother, I pray. He's already. He's already taken things away from me. I mean, I've been separated from my family for nine months. CPS has been involved. 
I, I've been drug and alcohol tested. Well, brother, I, I, you're going to have to get involved in a in a secular and a faith based recovery community, whether that's rehab or there's a, there's something in AA called ninety meetings in ninety days that'll transform your life, brother. You need help that that God puts people, God puts people in your life for a reason. And when you start being open to that, you're going to see doors open. You know, we just talked to Tommy Thompson. That's from the book of Revelation. The open doors that no man can close. But, brother, you got to be open to it. You can't, you know, one of the hallmarks of, of addiction is isolation. And yeah. when you're isolated, man, the, the enemy's the got enemy. you. He's got you. You'll never get out. You've got to start seeking help from your brothers and sisters. You know, uh, we'll send you our, if you give us, when when we... Uh, get off the air here. If, you, if you'll call back and, and get our recovery resource guide, or if you'll... It's also on the Facebook face, page. It's on the Facebook page. Go on there and find it. There's meetings. There's places where you can find meetings. But I'd strongly recommend you getting into rehab. Brother, it changed my life. Yeah. I mean, I thought, you know, oh, my gosh, I can't do that. You know, people are going to know I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose my career. It saved my job. It saved my marriage. It saved my career. It gave I, me the best life I've ever known. We have both been separated from our wives for extensive periods of time. And if, it, if I hadn't started that road, I would have never saved my marriage. So, brother, I, I, I you know, I really urge you. Thank you for calling tonight. Keep calling us. Come to our ministry. I don't know what part of town you're in, but come to Break Every Chain, 901 Wilson Road. We meet on Friday nights at 645. Come meet us in person, and, and I guarantee you we'll, we'll help you to the, to the road to recovery and reconciliation with your family. God bless you, brother. Have a good thank night, okay? So keep I seeking. Think... Just keep seeking. Yeah, go get, I, get I involved in, in the community. I'm not going to stop. Okay, good night. Good night. Good night. All right, next caller is Jason. On line two. Jason, Jason you there? Yeah. I'm here. I'm here. I'm, I'm here with my family, too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, can you hear me? Yeah. How can we help you? Yeah, man, I, I just want to kind of, you know, Give a little short, short, real short testimony, man. You know, um, for one, y'all are doing an awesome thing, man. You know, giving an outlet, you know, to people to call in resources and, and, and whatnot. People struggling with addiction and just, you know, people that find themselves in, in, a, in a hard spot in life right now, man. I just want to thank y'all, first of all. Oh, the, the pleasure is ours. Okay. Um, but also, um, you know, I've attended uh, AA and NA, uh, you know, various faith-based uh, recovery groups, and and uh, I just want to, I just want to give God the credit, man, for uh, you know delivering me, not just from addi- addictions to like, you know, chemicals and things like that, but just from the whole mindset, you know, the delusional uh, mindset, man, that you know one can find himself in when they're just you know, caught up in the motions, you know, struggling, you know, with uh, selfishness and pride and, and these all these things usually end up leading to an addiction of some sort or another, man. And, and, and God, yeah, God, man, he just really, he'll help you to see that, you know, you're living a lie, that you really aren't in control, and that, you know, once you turn it over to him and you belong, you, you know, you believe that he's in control that you can trust him amen i mean he'll start he'll start just i mean setting he'll set things up for you open doors he'll introduce you to people that 
not just been through what you've been through, but people that have a heart for your situation. I mean, he'll put you in a job where they care. He'll put you in a – I mean, it, it don't matter if you're living under a bridge, man. He'll save you from every every everything you could ever fear, man. And just – so I just wanted to uh, – and this is all stuff that's happened to me. And, uh, you know, I'm in a good place now. And I just want to thank the Lord for it, man. But, Amen. Uh, that's awesome, that man. That's yeah. really, really cool. Brother, you said some things there that were really important. Uh, you talked about selfishness. That's something that hadn't come up, and, and it's hard to face ourselves. Tommy was talking about the fourth step. That's the root of addiction. We are selfish. And when you turn that corner from selfishness to selflessness, your life changes. When exactly. you start helping other people, and what you said about turning your life over to him, it's amazing the transformation. He's out there. You gotta get, there's, he's got his hand out waiting for you to change. And, and when you take that hand, he's going to, what he just said, open doors. Yep. He'll introduce, he'll put people in your life. So that's awesome, Jason. So thank you for calling, brother. That's 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 wonderful because it sounds like you sounds like you got that, a heck of a testimony. It sounds like you've walked that road of of uh, yeah. of difficulty and the and the you know we call that stinking thinking in, in yeah. recovery. You talked about the mindset where you delude yourself and and things of that nature. We got time for one more, Jason. Thank you for thanks calling, for calling, brother. Jay. We pre- thanks let's, a lot. Let's thanks take, for everything, man. God bless y'all. Have God a good bless night. you. We got time for one more quick call. We've got Jack on line one. Jack, how can we help you tonight? You've reached Recovery Radio Houston. Hey, hey guys, how you doing? We're doing good. How are you, sir? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm making it. I just want to let you know you guys are doing a really good job. I've been listening uh, for the last 45 minutes. I think I heard you last weekend. I just want to ask a question. Uh, uh, to tune in, uh, you guys are talking about uh, faith-based recovery. I have experience in uh, secular recovery in my history. And uh, I'm trying to get back into it, but I want to do a, do it a little differently this time. Uh, I uh, kind of want to want you to elaborate on uh, what's the difference between a faith-based recovery versus a secular recovery. And well, the, and I'll make it really gained. quick because we're running out of time. But the the secular is kind of the introduction. Maybe you've never mm-hmm. been exposed to God before. Maybe you've never even been to church before. Maybe your your upbringing didn't include it. Uh, but once you get into the secular part of it, the spirituality is introduced, and then hopefully somebody in there, or maybe by your own uh, inspiration, you'll you'll wind up going through a faith base and be exposed to the real, true nature of recovery. Brother, the Jack, the the difference is is the difference between white knuckling it in secular recovery. People get sober, but the difference is turning your life over to Christ and experiencing the peace that surpasses all understanding. It is a supernatural, supercharged recovery. And there's something beautiful about sharing that recovery in a community of believers that is completely different than a secular recovery. There's a love there. There's a warmth there. There's a sense of community. There's a sense of helping that's, that's just tremendous. So we we thank you for calling in. Thank you very much. Uh, Sorry for the short call, Jack, but we're running out of time. You have a good night, okay? Yeah. Well, All right, you guys. Thank you. All right, good well, night. Well, uh, you've been listening to Recovery Radio Houston tonight, and uh, we appreciate all the calls out there. Uh, I ask you to join us at Recovery Church, which is New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, at 240 West 18th Street. We'll be worshiping there at 6 p.m. tomorrow night. That's 240 West 18th Street, 
New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, there in the Heights, zip code 7708. We'll be worshiping at 6 p.m. If you want to come supercharge your recovery, join us. And God bless everybody out there in Houston. We love you. And don't forget, break every chain Friday night at 645 at 901 Wilson Road. This has been Recovery Radio Houston. Pastor John Altworth and Tony B. saying have a good night, be safe, and don't forget to turn your clocks back, I mean ahead. Turn your clocks ahead Spring tonight. Forward. Daylight savings time. Good night, guys. This is Pastor John Allworth, and you've been listening to Recovery Radio Houston. Listen again next Saturday at 9 o'clock and call us with questions or just for prayer for you or a loved one. Our podcast is also available at kkht.com. And join us beginning March 1st, Sunday nights in the Heights. I'm honored to be the senior pastor at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, 240 West 18th Street, 77008. Our services will be at 6 p.m. Sunday nights in the Heights. Please join us. We're a spirit-filled church, and there's no place better to recover than with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God bless you all, and join us again next Saturday night at 9 p.m.